feel we're lady as hell. Run it, let's go face with the latest bands. Whole kitty gang just doing a thing. Boom, 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 clap what the dogs can't have. All of my friends feel we're lady as hell. Run it, let's go face with Aiden, the latest bands. Hey, Jen, how was the train down uh, to air? I was, it was packed. Um, aye, it was as fun as a train trip to air. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the the burnt shell of your station, or did you not? Over what? The air like air train station when you get the the bus. Oh, the bus is that where it's burnt? Yeah, yeah, it went up in fire over two weeks ago. You know the big kind of white shell. Ah, right, okay, aye. yeah, yeah, that's the old station. What happened? Is it teenagers? Awesome. We bams, aye, set that light. Uh-huh. I used to love setting fires as a win. Yeah, what was your best one? Where, where were you in the night of Wednesday? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. I was, I was a fascination with fires as a win. Aye. Anyway, <laughs> the statue limitations will be up in most of those. Aye. Used to do it in like the woods with deodorant cans and stuff. Oh, like so flamethrowers. No, just put the deodorant can in the fire and wait for it to blow up. Oh right. You ever put a golf ball in a fire? No. No. Oh, I've seen people do that. It's yeah. terrifying. <laughs> Does it fire off? It, it's obviously the pressure built inside it to a certain point, and then. Right. The other thing I've tried to do, just while we're on the topic of uh, setting fire to things, was with. A previous episode guest, Kaz Slavin. <coughs> we were on a college trip and we were wrecked. Um, we were out in like a lead district, a place called Durden Valley, like a kind of boffy style thing. But we were the last ones up and there was like a stove lit and uh, we found like some tennis balls and like we started sitting on top of the, the stove thinking, well, this is my kind of thought. And it was really flawed. Uh, the, the air eventually would expand because it gets hotter. And then the thing would burst. And actually, all you do is melt a tennis ball into the top of a stove. Uh, and you have to explain that to your lecturers the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's a wee shout out to guys. Go and watch this episode. It's good. Come. Shall we get into this now then? Rather than talking about yeah, go possible <laughs> combustion of <laughs> golf balls. Yeah. Uh, while you're fresh, I thought it might be a good idea. We've got viewer questions. Yeah, to start. Aye. start yeah. Let's do it. Aye. Or maybe a couple of them to start. Aye, aye. So, for anyone watching, if you send us a message and you know we've got a guest on, you're likely to get your question on. If there's a lot of people asking, Patreon guarantees question on. And it's like a pound fifty a month or something like that. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> only, only my mum does it so far. <laughs> shout out. Shout out legend. big Irene. <laughs> Irene the legend. Uh, so, got a question from a guy, uh, Mikey Motion. Aye, it's uh, my pal Mikey. Pre- previous guest as well. <laughs> oh, aye, you know Mikey. Aye. Yeah, yeah, love big Mikey. Um, and he asks, would you date me? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I think we should delve deeper into that and you have to give an explanation as to why. <sighs> Such a nice guy. Picture it for a second in your mind before you... Before you he hasn't... Oh, Mikey is a lovely guy, but... Holding hands, going down to bite me. Aye, it's, it's, it's canvas lying, he's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I never thought about that, Mikey. But um, no, <laughs> no, definitely not. Unequivocal. What have we moved? No, send <laughs> his blood. <laughs> Sorry, Mikey. You've, cam- you've canvas lined yourself out of a date. Um, the next one is. I think you said your power. Right, you knew about this oh, question. Se two five zero underscore. What's better, Ron's quality snacks or bite me? Oh, that's Bite Me, hands down. For anyone that's never been to Bite Me, uh, Paisley Road West, Cessna. I've been going there since I was 12 years old. Yeah. And the guy in the shop has, like, the fucking the energy of 
I don't know what's what's something that has shite energy. <laughs> sloth. A sloth. <laughs> and he repeats the same phrase. He goes, "Do you want butter on it?" He's like a robot. He just goes, "Do you want butter on it?" So, anyway, that's you should go to bite me. It's great. Ron's quality snacks. I'm gonna say I was a bit a bit disappointed, Ron. <laughs> yeah. um, I I don't know. Ron's was just a bit. We'll possibly get a sponsorship out of the the bite me. I think Ron Ron's definitely not putting his money where his mouth is here. Nah, it's just as I said before, it's because he's got such a big profile on social media. You expect it to be good when it's just average. Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean, that's like this podcast is a tiny audience, but everyone thinks it's amazing. <laughs> no. <laughs> no? No, I'll shout out to Ron. He's a, he seems a nice guy. He's just an old guy. Then I was I did an impression him on TikTok yeah. last week and loads of people shared it and it was just an impression but people give him a fucking hard time did he get back to him Does he... no somebody said they were going to show it to him but uh, he's just a wee old guy trying to make a living <laughs> and people are just fucking nailed hey, I just like I've got, a pa- I've got a pal's dad that's still upset with me so uh, just in one of our group chats someone sent a video of, of a night out at one of the pubs and it was an acoustic night and in the right. background is my pal's dad and he's like 60 but he's like there's an acoustic cover of Eminem and he's like jump, doing like the pencil jumping absolute gold <laughs> 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 we're like and everything. he's like I'm never dancing again <laughs> shout out Big Bill um, right, so see when you're doing like impressions and, and characters on, on like TikTok and stuff like where did that because I know you just stand up in music but where did the like impressions and characters come from is it um, I don't know I, th- I think imitating people I've always just kind of been observant of people's like, wee weird mannerisms they did. Do you know what I mean? And because I do it myself, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I overan- when you overanalyze yourself, you like, you're constantly, I'm not saying I'm judging you right now, like watching, but. But you're looking for something. Ah, you'd always take, like, maybe like a, like my pal Josh is a portrait artist. Well, he's an artist and he, he says he always notices like wee weird features about people. Okay. Do you know what I mean? When he's drawing them. And I think yeah, it's okay. just like wee weird, aye, just all these wee idiosyncrasies that people have. It's like, I find interesting to kind of imitate and like blow up and make more. Yeah. It's just so you, like impressionists do, do you know what I mean? They take something and exaggerate it. So do you, like, you wouldn't pick someone first? You would, like, see someone with an interest in manners and be like, oh, aye. I want to do that. For example, me and my friend did a James English impression video. Yeah. And uh, just noticed the way he'd spoke. He's like, he talks like, um, like, go down and they were sentence. Like, he's that like kind of sedated <laughs> Kevin Bridges. Okay. Kevin Bridges is like, fine, cool, class go. <laughs> That's good, man. And then James English is a bit like, oh, is that hard for you, <laughs> brother? So just that thing when you hear that, you're like, that's fucking hilarious. So. Who, who does all the wig and, like, the get up and everything? Do it yourself? Aye, well, that, that video we did, we had to buy an Elvis costume right, okay. to get a fucking... <laughs> The James English quiff. quiff. Yeah. So then what we did was just include the Elvis. There's like a wee flash of him in a full Elvis costume okay. in the video. <laughs> um, but aye. aye. I got a bit scared there when you said, like, I'm noticing what people do to do impressions. I, was, I thought you were going to, like, hit out with one. and With you already? No. Yeah, I was, like, notice something that I did and just, oh, fuck. No, no, don't worry. Sniff. <laughs> by the end of the pod. Yeah. <laughs> right, cool, that's a deal. Um, I was sitting here saying nothing in silence and not move. <laughs> yeah. You can do the best of that. Uh, so. yeah. <laughs> See, when it comes to that stuff, do you, how well do you remember? Do you have to write things down like that, or does it just go into your head and that's you? It's kind of stuck there. Well, I, I don't think I'm. I'm not that great at impression. You know, like people 
if you watch an impression show, like people are like nailed impressions, yeah. and sometimes I feel like they lose a bit of the comedy. Sometimes yeah. it's not funny because you don't exaggerate to the same extent. I was like, I think there's a difference between doing a like bang on impression and then like doing a piss take of someone or mm-hmm. imitating their kind of mannerisms, or like cadences. Ah, like. exactly. Do you know what I mean? It's I feel that sometimes those impression shows you see. The, the, the jokes and that are quite shite yeah. but it's because yeah. the impression's so good it's like yeah um so I, i'd rather just take kind of just wee things about somebody that's what i, I can't even really do bang on impressions of people do you know what i mean it's like a caricature or something Aye, exactly yeah. yeah the ones uh like shane gillis when he does trump i think mm. it's absolutely amazing mm. but then you get like more accurate trump ones but like you're saying it's not funny yeah 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 um Aye, and that's, that's the thing, like, people will comment on the videos we do and be like, some people will go like, sounds nothing like him. And I was right. like, you're missing the point, you know what yeah. I mean? Or, um, aye. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I have brain farts quite a lot, so, <laughs> so just bear with me. I was so worried today because uh, I had, like, a proper, like, long day at work. I had to take the dog out after work and come here. I'm like, shit, I've not eaten, I've not, like, I usually have, like, wee coffee or something get me going. I'm like, I'm going to have no chat tonight, but, uh Oh, yeah. As long as student does, <clears throat> see, just go back to zoom out a bit from the comedy thing. Mm-hmm. Where do you, where do you see comedy at the moment? As a whole, like in a Scottish context, do you like where it is? Um, what do you mean, like? So it's just like when we're sort of going into a very wokeish kind of like oh, right, okay, time I... place, like. Uh oh, orange fucking snow, orange <laughs> snowflakes, orange <laughs> fucking snowflakes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, um, no, I get what you're saying. Uh, see, to be honest, I think Scotland's actually worse than a lot of other places. Really? Yeah, like, see, going down south and being in London, and they, they seem to care less. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because it's London and there's, there's so there's so many people there, but uh, I think Scotland sometimes is like paranoid about offending people. Like, there definitely is. Um, aye. Glasgow, Glasgow's like extremely political mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, i don't know if, if you're in your experience is it the same across like say like edinburgh and dundee and all that and um i don't know, I don't know. edinburgh edinburgh's kind of a hard place to gig you can never really gauge an audience in edinburgh because it's just a constant kind of revolving door of tourists, tourists coming right? in so yeah. if you do monkey barrel on a monday night it's that it could be anybody there's gonna be people from columbia in the audience you know what i mean it's and, not like an edinburgh local and you can't day like you can't in glasgow you kind of get away with Kind of go to Edinburgh and start making references to like fucking EK shopping centre or something. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> to yeah. a Colombian couple on a Monday <laughs> night. So like, I, it's good, but because it makes you try harder and kind of uh-huh. appeal to a bigger audience without having to just. I don't know. Remember, so, see, remember, um, remember the fucking the Pollock centre? <laughs> it's your stand up just all about shit shopping centres. <laughs> 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 so seeing that kind of circumstance are you are you like analysing what audience is in front of you at all or do you have your set material that you're going to go on and do ahead uh, of time or can you be like more loose your feet with it well that's, that's a good point because I, 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 I genuinely like when I see the audience I have a look at the audience before I go on it's hard not to get a bit influenced by it. do you know what I mean like yeah. it's not that I'm going to change all my material but it's more I'll, if I see an audience I'm like they're probably not going to enjoy this kind of stuff, so I'll maybe refrain from doing like really fucking brutal stuff. Or what? Like, what are you? 
What no, kind of person would you really see and think that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's shite. It's maybe I've just been so judgy. But I, sometimes when I see an older audience, right, I'm like, okay. they're not, well, not even that they're not going to like brutal stuff. More like they won't get maybe references about, I don't know, just references about, I don't want to hate fucking salt cunts. I don't know. So is it more like age than, than what they're wearing or something? So, <laughs> so I remember, I, I'm scarred. Like when I lived in Edinburgh, a guy getting the tram with a Fraser snapback. Oh. Fraser. I was horrified. What? But if I saw him, I'd be like, okay, I need to leave. Uh, yeah. No, I don't know, really. <laughs> I'm in the wings at the Sierra Regatta Fleece, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> Scrub that out. Um, what does a Regatta Fleece throw up for you? Like, <laughs> I, mentally? Don't know. I don't know. It was just the first time I thought. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's, it's, I, I like the idea of not being influenced at all by an audience, but it, yeah. it's hard. I think you're, you're, it's not wise to just say, I don't get a fan one of the. Do you know what I mean? As long as you're not changing your material, but be smart about it. Is that what I mean? Yeah, so you've got a bag of material there, but it's all yours. Aye, because if you're in Glas, if you're in the stand on a Friday night, you can do material that's kind of Glasgow based and it'll go down amazing. Yeah, but you need to be smart and not do that in Edinburgh. Is that what I mean? Yeah. Uh, aye, but apart from that, I try and just stick to my guns. And what what came first with like? Because I know when I first was like aware of like you and your brother and stuff it was mm-hmm. sketches and like mm-hmm. the glasgow city and all that and then the ghost boy stuff um and then more recently i've seen like the gilded balloon stand-up set which i thought was amazing thank you um and then you do music as well so like what was it music and sketch and then stand up later or how did it yeah um, it was well obviously see me and paul did sketches together and then i think just, it was just before the the covid uh, i thought right, i really wanted to stand up so i booked to do red raw mm-hmm and the stand and it's like a six month waiting period it was a pain but waited six months and i did it in october 2019 i think and it went great and then after that obviously fucking a year and a half later before we could perform again and then i just kept doing stand-up and paul kind of my brother just kind of went his own way and i just got into stand-up yeah uh, and then music subsequently i've i've kind of incorporated that into my set and now I'm doing this other project with my pal, like the the music project. So that's how I'm trying to kind of incorporate music in. Cool. Stand up together. So that's the kind of timeline of it. I was, I was going to ask with Tony Turmeric, I'd, I'd imagine if you're watching this, you've seen the Randan music video and stuff like that, which is amazing, sticks in your head for ages. But was that like a song that you had seriously and then you made it like a Tony Turmeric <laughs> song because it's a <laughs> good song? I'm embarrassed, really. Yeah. Well, there is this kind of, I've noticed that I overanalyze myself all the time. I'm like, you kind of, I kind of like, Marty, you're not comfortable being yourself, are you? Because I'm always like, just playing all these, you know, like all these mad character actors like Jim Carrey and all that, yeah, they always yeah. end up having a breakdown. <laughs> like Robert, Robin Williams, not yeah. who am I? Um, but I've realised that early on, which is good. Uh, no, 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 we, that, we basically wrote that just, um, we just wanted to write this kind of bam up tune that's just going to appeal to everybody. Yeah pure scottish culture thing uh, aye and then we cannot because i've been doing uh stand-up sorry because i've been doing comedy i felt i felt like this has been a bit ridiculous just going straight away like starting a serious band yeah so I mean, it's quite a difference like just changing immediately like can you imagine like, a famous comedian or something like kevin bridges just one day was in a rock band <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm not comparing myself to kevin bridges but like <laughs> it's just a bit like what the fuck so i thought if we do that i kind of what, what would they sing like? Uh, oh, we saw on it on time. You were on a house. Thank you. 
Ah, ok, voilà, Rapper, ça, Good time be here. Good time be here, thank you. I kind of want to make fun of other comedians. Like, imitate other comedians. That's what I love doing, like, on the stand up scene. I love it. We all love imitating each other. Is Frankie Boyle not quite a good one to do? The old Frankie was like, Frankie Boyle! We boy, we had a shit in hairline. What are you doing, Benjamin Button? Um, I, I don't know where I was going there. I forgot. <laughs> no, it's fine. I know. I, I just thought, like, if we transition, that you're doing that kind of parody thing. Uh-huh. And then uh, hopefully we want to do just like not serious tunes, but like actually be a serious band, but just kind of like a bit slapsticky parodies. Yeah, do you know what I mean? How do you incorporate music into your? Do you do incorporate it into stand up at all? I, d- I did for my own my solo shows. So to be honest, my solo show, I just did a few songs at the end, and then I played the kind of related to my set because my set's kind of was based around like having ADHD and stuff. Uh, and then I just at the end just to beef out the set I just played like a couple of more like I did a tune for BBC with Paul it was about called a Candy Apple Man tune I don't know if you heard that no, no. check it out Candy Apple Man uh, and then I played the Randan as well people oh. loved that so, yeah, yeah. Uh, people were like singing it back to me and I was like this is my first moment like, nice <laughs> I've got I've, I've got like I'm going to set myself up but I've got I've got, see, I've got like ticks with my ADHD I don't know if it's like it's Tourette's ADHD but I like have like physical text, right. right? And they like can get they can like heavy flare up and do you know, did you see Lewis Capaldi? Yeah. Yeah. Like on stage it was for my flatmate it was like, Mark, you should like on stage like get people like you're having like a tick attack and like people are finishing your jokes for you. Like they finished this song. Yeah. And they're like finishing the eye. <laughs> but I do actually have physical tics. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I mean? So I'm like, like how Lewis was getting people to finish the uh-huh. song. I'm like getting people to finish my Tyson Fury joke. <laughs> <laughs> and now the day. Um, right. Did Lewis say uh, tics flare up? Uh, like when I start talking about them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> is um, it sort of under like more stressful? Uh, like, such, like being on stage, I imagine it's, there's an element of stress to that. No, I'm actually alright. <laughs> It's a good few. That this one I did all the time. I go like, I do that, and right. it's like I'm. My my my, um, my pal said to me, I look like I'm reacting to. <laughs> Should I look like I'm individually reacting to different nine eleven jumpers? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Oh. Oh my <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I can't help it. This is, um, no, no, this is an impairment. <laughs> uh, oh. I'm crying. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's the first time I've cried or laughed on the podcast. I think it's the fault of all these jumpers. <laughs> so, before you were there. 9-11 can bring so much laughter. <laughs> Pre- Fucking hell. It's a silver, silver line uh. to every ash cloud. <laughs> So, <laughs> so before 2011, when you said you, yeah, just take a bit. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with 9/11. I'm not gonna lie, like really obsessed. Yeah. As in the conspiracies and all that. No, no, no. I'm just obsessed with it. <laughs> Did you do any impressions? Just, I, <laughs> no. Jumping yeah. off tables. Did you ever see the Frankie Boyle joke when he's talking about like you know, jumping off? He's like, could I 
throwing a few turns in there. <laughs> yeah. it was just one guy surfing down on a desk. Yes, yeah. Oh my god. Fucking hell. I, we were talking about the Norm Macdonald <laughs> joke about that the other night, weren't we? The 9-11. The 9-11 Airlines. Oh, oh okay. Um, <laughs> so we're cancelled. Moving swiftly on. When you're talking about sketches, because I wanted to talk to you about this. I know you, you said like you, you and your brother started making sketches and posting them online, so before that, did you did you just make sketches like for yourselves and for your pals and taking <laughs> videos and stuff? Wait, not right uh, no, but we and Paul just did a. We just did, the first thing we ever did was just a wee viral video, and then it went really viral. Was it the Glasgow one? Is that one of no, your first ones? No, it wasn't. It was. Um, we did videos like dressed as a mom and a daughter. I don't know if you ever saw it. No, no. Stop filming me, Courtney. Oh, someone messaged me that actually. Uh, stop filming me, Courtney. Is aye, that was the first video we ever did. Okay. Then, uh, it just uh, pure blew up, and then we did a few subsequent ones with those characters, and then we did the Glasgow one. Right. Um, and then from there, I did stuff for the BBC. Just I. That was that. That was the, the beginning. So right. We're to viral. Before that, I was fucking training to be a French. No, I wasn't training to be a French team, but I thought I was going to fucking live in France and shit. And then, and I put on a wig, <laughs> and everything changed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Where does that fit into like the timeline of like you doing your first stand up in 2019? Uh, so we released the first we sket video with them was 2017, but then it was like 2018, kind of spring summer that we released at the Glasgow sketch and stuff. And uh, so you're talking about a year after that, I did stand up. I would you st- at that point were you thinking like stand up might be a way to go for you? I I was I was I loved watching like American comedians or even Frankie Boyle. I was fat. I was just obsessed with Frankie Boyle because he just like. His joke writing for me was just unbelievable, yeah. like better than I, 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 fucking one of the best I've ever seen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, aye. So just kind of obsessed with it that way. But I was like, I need it before I die. I'm fucking. I was like 24. I, like, <laughs> I need it before I die. Um, aye, and it was the first time I did it. Was I was like steaming, but I had I was like <laughs> a scumbag in an alleyway, like touting down in like bottles of wine, like <laughs> just to calm my nerves. But yeah, and it went well, yeah. That was amazing, aye. Uh, well, I've had some, you have some shit gigs as well, but it was... The stand in Glasgow, I'd say, is like the best room. I, I played London recently in Leicester's Theatre and it was class, but uh, the stand in Glasgow is like one of the best rooms to play. Yeah. Because you can't see the fuckers. Mm, right, okay. <laughs> it's so dark. Nah, you, you can't see them, do you? I didn't realise it was six months that you need to sign up for this Red Ronnie Red until Ron, you get aye. it. Do you like... You can you can do other open mic nights though. Uh-huh. Like there's uh, some good open mic nights like Monkey Barrel in Edinburgh on a Monday. They do a free throw. which you just sign up on the night. But sometimes you get like fucking fifty people signing up, and it's like half twelve, and you you get <laughs> right. on, and like there's five people left in the audience because everybody's went home. Yeah. But I the stand is because it's like seen as a prestigious place to play. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. See, like in the how it's set up like in the evening like, do you prefer to play or prefer to perform earlier on in the evening or like later or something oh right in the yeah in the running order uh, sorry uh, um, it, it does depend on the venue uh, I'd rather go if it's safe as a stand like a, a Friday night or something I'd rather go like after the first break right crowds warmed up a bit yeah um, going first can be fine as well and going last uh, especially those nights where it's just a set amount of time the show there's no it's no the, the running length of the show is just perfect that people aren't too tired at the end of it. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. wherever you go, it's all right. Um, 
Aye, but like, always after a break, that's, that's my, always my favourite time. Just get go. people as they're coming back and they're aye, fresh. Aye. What's, what's like the toughest gig in a, in a stand-up mate? Is it like the compare host guy or is it like going first? Well, the compare host thing is there's a real art to it. It's, yeah. you know, it's a real fucking hell. I've, I've tried it once and it was it was hard because it's like you're not, you don't need to be hilarious. Yeah. You just need to be, you just need to get the crowd up for it and be a bit funny. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But that that takes a lot to do that. Do you know what I mean like you need to get out of your own head and something? I need to be funny for me. Yeah, I need to tell jokes, and it's not about that. It's just about interacting with the audience and getting them buzzing for the next act. Do you know what I mean? You do need to be funny though. Yeah, I think that with but it's a hard job. It's really it takes a lot of skill to compare. Well, I saw Billy Kirkwood at like a New Year show, and every like in between, and he obviously started it and ended it, and all in between, yeah. so he was hilarious oh, doing Billy's crowd work. A, Billy's one of the best. I've he's seen. Phenomenal. Ah, he's amazing. I did think that looks solid. But, um, yeah, can you tell us a bit about... Uh, go back to the start, brother. Yeah. <laughs> What's it called again? The same thing. This is yeah. always, go back to the start where I began. <laughs> I watched that today and I was like, that's a good question. I might steal that. Uh, the French aspirations, like, how, how did that come about? And like, just studying French? So you were wanting to move to France? Is that like... Well, that like I, 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 wanted, I wanted to... I don't know what I studied. Do you know what it's like when you leave school? You, like... Unless yeah, you yeah. really know what you want to do. Like, I was good at French and I love it and I still love it. Um learning languages but I I just I don't know what I was going to do probably I know I knew I didn't want to be a teacher but I was like I'd probably fucking be a translator or something that would be cool yeah Moved to France uh, did a year abroad and then and then fucking stoke film me caught me <laughs> I found a new path by wearing a Beatles wig <laughs> um, and you did uh, I know we spoke about it yesterday we usually fire through like some decent chat when taking photos and then regret it but you did stand up in French in I France, did right? I, I did it in Paris this year uh, I, that was always a kind of bucket list thing I wanted to do it's, it's a shame because I could probably go back and get more slots you know what I mean and work on it like uh, but it does take a lot of effort you know what I mean when I'm trying to pursue things here it's like you have to then do it in a different uh, country in a different language like and imagine going all the way there and getting fucking booed off <laughs> <laughs> must be such a small percentage of comedians that have done a show in like a couple of languages this is for glasgow probably as well yeah yeah um I, there's a few that do it like what well, ideas aren't obviously he, he does it in german and french and there's a guy called paul taylor who lives in paris is english he's about a wine but he's, right. he does like a French English show. Okay. But his partner's kind of. Do you know what I, I really didn't want to do in French was go over and go like, oh, I'm Scottish and. and sorry, I spat all over you there. Like, just. I, I kind of. I don't like just talking about like my nationality and like, yeah. like oh, I'm Scottish and I'm fucking deep frying my heroin and I'm like. Is that like a hacky? I just think it's easy. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And well, that's what that guy does. He's just like always talking about the difference between French and English. And I'm like, no, I just want to go and tell my weird, funny jokes that I think yeah. funny in French and see if people <laughs> yeah. get them. Uh, but I, it was it was great. I had to like obviously change. I couldn't talk about like shopping centres. Remember that EK shopping centre, eh? Le Silverman. Le Silverman. So see with your material, how how often do you like renew like what it is you're doing? Uh, it's hard. See, see, like my take my brother for example. He's done it's because he's built a following on TikTok. He's just put on. He's written like three, four different shows. So to be honest, he's actually gone through more material than me, because 
when you're on the stand-up circuit doing 10 minutes here, 5 minutes here, it's quite easy to just get in a rut of your good your good yeah. 15 minutes, your good 20 minutes. You know what works. Um, so for my next show, I'm, I'm going to write a whole new show. Uh, aye, and that's better. It's better to just keep writing new stuff. It is, you know, it's difficult because you like, see if you go into a new venue and it's like crowded up for you, like, oh, why fucking do my... You want to show yourself got, off as the best. Aye, you want to So the best way around it, I think, is you, you do... Like most of your good stuff and throw in like three or two or three or four new, joke, new, oh, new right, jokes okay. as well. But definitely open strong and finish strong. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But definitely try and you, you need to try new stuff every time. Um, and sometimes I don't. Do you know what I mean? I found myself not because I've just shat it last minute. <laughs> and what, what's like your your writing process? Do you like workshop it with your brother? Or is it all on stage or is it stories or? It's, it's a kind of a mixture between. I found the, the kind of stand up I like the best is. Sto- stories that kind of might be they're like semi-true well, like for example I do a whole bit about going to church right and there's like yeah. a pedo in my church and all that and all of this is true I watched that this morning uh, I didn't see that <laughs> yeah. and that is true but it's like you just tell wee kind of you elaborate on wee things like, yeah. I, th- I, think, I think telling a story and creating a scenario and just building wee jokes off that is funnier than like in building the laughs rather than being like just one liners because yeah. One line is like, ah, and then reset, and ah, and it's just quite yeah. exhausting, you know what I mean? Yeah, I can't It's f- like, it's funny, it works in like a, like for real and Instagram or something like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Two or three and you're like, class, move on to the next thing. But yeah. for like a long time, that's... Yeah, like Jimmy Cardin, I know, it's like, he's just a lot of fucking writing throwaway lines, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can, you can drift off well. as well with one liners, because you know, <clears throat> if I don't listen for 30 seconds, it doesn't matter, whereas if you're in the middle of a story, you have to be engaged and you build yeah. tension and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, That's interesting. Uh, but I like to see that's why I love Frankie Boyle because he what he does so well is he does all of those things mm-hmm. like he'll do like a, a wee kind of weird story and then he'll just hit you with like a weird like a weird one liner do you know what I mean he just I just think he's so good at all of it and he yeah. just merges it all together aye and what who else like when you're talking about storyteller comics like who who are like your favourites like just now uh, just now <sighs> we're talking like British or yeah, anybody this ever you watch and oh, I love um, I mean Bill Burr's great as well like he is good um, I obviously loved Norm Macdonald who's dead now but yeah. he was less so for his stand up just for him do you know what I mean I just thought he was hilarious yeah, and, and, and his podcast yeah. and um, Dave Chappelle I always see Dave Chappelle in yeah. Berlin it was amazing um, him his kind of older stuff as well was amazing uh, I'm trying to think people now it's hard because a lot of the, a lot of the comedians you like see on the Apollo and all that are just it's just pure like tame shite. You shite know what I mean? Yeah, aye. And that's a good platform. Like if I was on that, it'd be a good platform for me to like. Yeah. So uh, see if you were given that platform, how would you approach that? Would you? You're talking about people aye. being tame on it now. Aye. Like, would you use try and do something a bit more out there and push the boat, or I'm just, just you... running it and being pure homophobic? Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, nine eleven uh-huh. jokes. Um, I well, I'd, I'd want to, but it's, it's whether they can after it, they can not, they can edit it, uh, or they can edit it or not edit. Yeah, and that's the thing. So I'm not really bothered either way, but it, it, that would be a good boy. Liam Farrelly, he got on. He's Scottish comedian of the year last two years ago. He, he yeah. got on the Apollo recently. And that's a good platform. I that's in that Airshow magazine that we had stuff on. Oh yeah, yeah. What? Well, um, <laughs> and you you said something similar about. We can name them or not name them, but like you did work with some company, but they would like monitor, or was it you and you and Paul or just Paul? Like what videos 
what you what you did in your videos or jokes and stuff. Well, like? aye, it's just I think like when you work with other people, you it's people want their say in it, and it's sometimes things get diluted. Non comedians having a say in. Aye, it's aye, it's bullshit to be honest, but that's that's kind of way it is. So, uh, you've got to listen to somebody who isn't funny telling you what's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who talks like that? <laughs> Sorry. Is that an impressionist tune? <laughs> 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 what? That's the what? first time we flashed that on the camera in this. Oh yeah. What? Uh, how did you come up with it? Like, where did the idea on the wig come for for Tony Turner? What do you mean? Where, where did I get that? Yeah, like what? What's like, the inspiration for Tony Turner? No, I know, I know the inspiration, but like, uh, when did you be like, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a song as Jerry Cinnamon. This is the wig I'm using. I don't know who Jerry Cinnamon is. First and foremost. <laughs> <laughs> Protecting yourself. I don't know who he's talking about. Um, but uh, no, we just because when me and my friend Steve, who we do, we do the videos, do we do with videos with he, we did a couple of parodies. So we did an open goal parody. Which, have you ever seen open goal yeah, with yeah. Cy Ferry? So we did one like that, and then a James English one. So we just thought this will be like the third one. We can parody something else. Right. Uh, he came. He came up with Tony Turmeric as well. So that's off to Steve. Nice. Um, I we just that was it. We just Tony Turmeric, a spice. That was quite a cool name. Yeah. Uh, we're, we had a few others kicking about. We had what did we have? Colin Cumin. That was shite. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Masala. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Aye, so that was the that was the inspiration. I like the wee dancing uh, in France and you're just that, <laughs> that the awkward right, dance. Right. <laughs> it's close. And he'd stamp and stamp. <laughs> <laughs> I I was saying to Strun like when we originally organised this podcast, I wanted like you to or we were talking oh, about I know you know, said that, storming out and coming back in. Just the guitar on and just knocking shit over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just playing the guitar of Knox and <laughs> all the cameras going everywhere. <laughs> I just mean like if you we did an album promo, I don't know if you saw it for Tony Turmeric, we released it's a bit fried if you watch it. Yeah. Right. Did you see it? No. I don't think so, mate. Oh, watch it, man, that's good way. So it's a Tony Turmeric album promotion. Right. And uh, we've just got him wearing the guitar everywhere. So he's like wearing the guitar in yeah, the yeah, shower. Yeah. He's wearing the guitar when he's shagging. <laughs> He's wearing the guitar while he's playing like bass guitar. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, uh, so give that a watch. And uh, when you were growing up, like what kind of what got hard? you? You need to say the James English. Was it hard for you? <laughs> <laughs> Where did it all begin, and was it hard for you? Well, what was the actual question? Though? <laughs> you were say? No, no, I was just going to say like who, what, what was like your first memory of like getting into comedy or a comedian or a show, or whatever that was like, oh, I do that. Oh, probably. I mean, there's there's a good few ones that really like we really loved growing up. Were like Summer Heights High. Have you seen that? Yeah, one? Chris Lilly. Yeah, Chris Lilly, unbelievable. Um, I think the things he's done before and since have not been as good as Summer Heights High. I thought Summer Heights High was just like the perfect package of yeah. everything. Um, so that we fucking loved that, like in the kind of brutalness of it. Do you know what I mean? How yeah. kind of really fucking mean it was. It, it, quite a lot of. Uh, Poignant moments as well. Aye, of course, and, and the music as well. With like the musical he actually wrote is amazing. Oh, did like, he? The, the, well, I don't the know if he wrote so. it all, but the tunes in it are yeah. so catchy. Yeah, uh, and it's just that kind of it's like become Mormon, like see like pure happy go tunes, but like the contents yeah. like brutal as fuck. That's I love that. Um, and then other things like Lemmy, 
yeah. Lemmy definitely is like for me, it was just uh, just the best, some of the best comedy I've ever seen, to mm -hmm. be honest. So he was a big inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I feel pure weird. <laughs> he's inspiration. No, um, no Lemmy, amazing. Uh, who else? Mighty Bush I, and stuff. Mighty Bush, yeah, Mighty Bush. Um, I only got, I got into the Mighty Bush really late actually like, when I started watching it. Like, my brother was obsessed with it, but it's, it's fucking amazing. And Julian Barrett's so talented, man. Like, yeah. as, like as a musician as well, you don't realise how. I don't know how much No had to played in that kind of the writing of the music and stuff. Like, uh, I don't know if it was all Julian. By that, so just kind of weird, wacky stuff. Yeah, that's kind of not. Like, I was speaking to you the other day about how, like, say, like Bo Burnham, for example. Like, I get it. He's talented. It's I get why people like it, but it's, it's more. I'd rather just non nonsensical stuff. It's just more, yeah, like just silliness. It's it's funnier. You yeah, know what I mean, is that like a, what, like a political message behind? Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean, it's just a bit. That's a lot of comedy nowadays as well. Right. Stand up. It's always like, I'm on the good side. I'm going to talk about me being on the good side and how evil. It's like, yeah, we get, like everyone is. It's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. I not yeah. to slam anyone with this. I'm trying to think if any of our guests have a video like that. No, sorry. It's just make people laugh. You know that you're there to make people laugh. You know that fucking preach yeah. them. Uh, my, mine. Oh, man, uh, that for me is uh, <laughs> <laughs> Reeves yeah. and Mortimer. Um, <clears throat> when they re-released that BBC show and there's a bit with like Run DMC and like a wee hat comes on and just makes a wee horn noise. I was oh my god, I was dying. Aye, aye. And uh, I think you should leave with Tim Robinson and stuff. I haven't seen it. Oh my god, if no. you like silly humour like I think it should leave as incredible really yeah but don't watch like clips like what do I Netflix aye, aye. oh my you'll love it definitely I'll watch it's good um, talking about being mean <laughs> is there like a place you won't go because we were talking about some things last night when we were doing the photos and uh, recent uh, events and stuff like that like how and you were doing a roast mm -hmm. and you talked about that you like mm. you like doing that because every like a free pass to say like the worst yeah things. no but it's not that i wanted a free pass to say like no yeah yeah uh, like <laughs> no free pass to say <laughs> racist like that it's a, a bad way of phrasing that no 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 you, you, I get you. On, <laughs> <laughs> no i totally get what you're saying um i think that there's places you won't go because it's not funny i mean you can tell mm -hmm. and i think you hear frankie boyle talk about this a lot um it's like it's the context of the joke and if it's not the reason Frankie Boyle got away with so much is because it was an intelligently like thought out joke, and the the target of the joke wasn't even what you thought. Like it was always a bit of misdirection. Aye, exactly, and it's you're missing the target of the joke. Uh, but also, like I, I would say, Frankie Boyle like is quite PC now. Than the like, yeah. Well, no, I'm not saying he's comedy, but he, like when the interviews and stuff, like the way he talks about comedy. But then again, he did jokes about like. Down syndrome people getting on my blowjob, do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, back then you didn't really mind doing jokes. That's one thing I was wondering about roast was <laughs> I thought you'd keep up that in one. So a bad, terrible transition, like it's <laughs> <laughs> like cut out. <laughs> um, so see what see what comment like a lot of I don't want to use the word woke whatever, but a lot a lot of comedians nowadays will say like, oh, you have to punch like you have to punch up and you can't joke about this and you can't joke about this but they'll do roasts and they'll make racial jokes they'll make like you're like this like what they wouldn't accept on stage if one person was saying it is accepted as a roast because you're talking to someone you've got that permission but there could be people in the audience offended i'm not saying i'm offended i love like offensive humor and all that but then 
do you think like comedy gets held to a higher standard than films, music? Like you don't really see that attack on anywhere else. Like, um, I, I, let me think before I have another brain fart. <laughs> um, that was a that was a deep. I know. Sorry. No, I, got, I liked no, it though. No, it was I, good. I was good that I'm trying to figure out what it meant. <laughs> see, while while you're thinking, the reason I said it is because <clears throat> we've had a few people on, and I don't want to just put forward like an opinion or oh, I think this, I think no, this. So, what you so I digested it. Yeah. Asking a few people, like a few people, similar questions, and I kind of digested it over the past few months, and I'm like, Wait, that, can you rephrase it, kind of, so I can or um, just tell me again what you're saying? Because I'm, so I'm just saying that like, why, like, why do comedians get a hard time for joking about? Uh, say like offensive material or, but the same comedians that are giving people jip for that are the same people love roasts where it's the exact same jokes but it's against someone you can see and then you get it in TV oh, shows yeah, where it's yeah, like yeah. A, a guy playing an idiot yeah, or yeah. you get it in music yeah, yeah, when they're yeah. talking about you know whatever yeah there's loads of hypocrisy I, I, mm-hmm. ju- I just think say what you want and the audience will decide like if you, if you if you want to go out on stage in the stand and say whatever you want yeah you have to accept that they might not want you back ever again because of what you said, and that's 100%. fine. You take you take that risk. Yeah. So I mean, the audience decides whether you're funny or not. Yeah. Um, so I never say like, "Oh, this is off bounds. You shouldn't talk about this." There's things I just wouldn't talk about because I don't know. It's, it's quite a grey area where yeah. like you're like, "Can I make a joke about that?" I mean, like, we're talking about nine eleven. It was a long time ago, but mm. I mean, if there's a nine, if there's a nine eleven survivor or victims, victims like um sibling there yeah would we be like <laughs> do you know what i mean so it's like we're kind of removed from it because it was so long ago and it was so you can be offend any cunt so it's yeah, like yeah, i just it. say like you just have to, if you find it funny go for it and if it's if it's shite the audience will decide mm-hmm. just don't think oh i can't say this i can't say that yeah that was uh that was terry and boyd who we had on that was oh, his, that was his uh almost verbatim what he said let just let the audience that that's that's their they're there to judge what they want mm-hmm. to, to see yeah. and if my, they align with it they'll support you and if they don't you'll be my pal got his uh my pal sean uh, he got his mic cut and, and sleazes yeah uh, it was pretty brutal i mean he, he said that he did a really really brutal joke and after i was like that's you shouldn't fucking cut someone's mic definitely not no. it was like it was really awkward uh but on the other hand i was like well it's their club and if they don't want that material then they don't have to ask them back that's the um, thing, though. You, don't, you just don't ask them back. Aye, exactly. You don't, you don't cut, cut them right. Aye, yeah. exactly. Because um, people are paying for a comedy show, so mm-hmm. you're kind of expecting to get something that's a little bit edgy. And yeah. most people would probably be a bit disappointed if they didn't. Yeah. But it's just how far you can push it on a night, mm-hmm. and that's that's the skill of the comedian then, Yeah. reading the room. Well, the roast, are, like, the roast that it is, like, the, there's a lot of kind of room to be <laughs> really offensive and the thing is because you're directing it someday it almost seems like because you're directing it at a person it's like the audience probably feel like oh this isn't me they're yeah. detached from it aye, aye. Yeah. but they're enjoying it and I did like I had a horrible moment and uh, <laughs> I did my show at the Glasgow Comedy Festival um, and I obviously I do a bit with my, I don't know if you've seen my jokes about my dead dad nah. right? so I did like my dad died of a heart attack so I'm like his last words he died of a heart attack in front of me when I was 18 and his oh, last words were quite poetic his last words were my heart pulls my heart pulls my heart pulls my heart pulls <laughs> and then I'm like I don't know what he meant by that <laughs> I was like I thought he was just singing a JLS song or something 
Um, JLS. What a reference. Um, <laughs> there's the misdirection. <laughs> but anyway, a woman, so my, my pal Sean was hosting and his dad's dead as well and he started talking about dead dad and this woman in the front row started crying. Mm. This is before I went on stage. Crying. Oh, He's like, are you all right? And she was like, yeah, I lost my dad recently. Oh, and he damn. was like, oh, fuck, I'm so sorry and all that. I was like, I can't even tell my joke. <laughs> and I can't, I can't even, I went on stage and I, I did address the girl. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to hear about your dad. And I started going on about my dad. Um, it's just that way that like, you're saying I'm sorry and then going into imitating my dad with a heart attack in front of her. Oh, and I just kind of looked at her face and she was just like, oh. How, what was, yeah, what was her reaction? Did she, did she think no, any humour in it at all or was well, it just too raw? I think it was just, uh, it was too soon after that kind of interaction with the other comedian. So it was, <laughs> but I just thought, right, look, I'm not, I can't change my whole sick of my set because one person in the audience, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm I'm talking about this to, like, this is my way of dealing with the trauma of that happening to me, so it's like... Yeah. She might have, she might have had the same reaction or the same kind of thought process as you that that, that was a way to work through aye, it. Aye, yeah. how, how did the rest of them react to? Oh, they were that's the thing. They were all howling, laughing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it must be something like because you know, the, there's a little bit of your nose like or things you probably shouldn't laugh in that situation mm-hmm. because especially when you've got someone there who's already said, until has passed and it's still hard. For, then there's a little aye. bit of just like. How to say this politically? <laughs> it's hard. There's a little bit of you wants to laugh because the, just the situation, you know, you shouldn't, mm-hmm. and that makes it harder not to. Aye, it's just I, I know I don't know because see if I was an audience and like see that somebody mentions cancer and you've got cancer, it's like fuck, that must be quite hard in <laughs> that audience. Yeah. Like somebody talking about that and you're actually going through it. So, but you can obviously like we said before, you can't just you can't try and account for everybody. You can't yeah. just try and not offend everybody. You've just got to. Aye. Yeah, absolutely. You're playing to a room full of people, do not. Like, see, it's about the context. We'll see, like, somebody, like, one of my favourite jokes is, and I don't know who wrote this joke, but it's one of my favourite jokes ever. Is like, my, saying my grand died of the big C. No, 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 it's not that, sorry. Said, my grand star sign was cancer, so it's ironic how she died. She was eaten by a giant crab. <laughs> 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 well, like, she died in the big C, the big C for the Tesco sign fell on her. <laughs> um, like so, that's not about cancer. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But something like, oh, about cancer. So no, it's setting yeah. you up for fall there. Ah, yeah. yeah, that'd be a good way to workshop jokes. I don't know who said this, but I love it. And then just say like, <laughs> I don't know who said that. I did love it. A joke, and I don't know who wrote it, but it's amazing. In this case, I'm also a cancerian. So <laughs> I, I get it more than the rest of it. <laughs> so, see, when you're when you're writing, like, do you physically write, or is it? More than your, do you retain the things you're seeing in your head, or how do you um, go about it? I think most people that write anything would say that it fucking comes to you when you're not sitting with a pen and paper. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. you fucking you're in the shower and then you're like, oh, that's hilarious, or just something happens and you're like, oh, this would be a great bit. It's kind of it kind of ruins your brain, though. <laughs> like see when you start doing this, because like, anytime anybody says it, and you go, oh, that'd be a good bit. Yeah, yeah. Instead yeah. of just living life as a human <laughs> and enjoying humour. Do you write those things down then, like, or note when you're phone or something? I need if I don't, I forget them. Yeah. So I've probably forgot a lot of good bits over the years because I've not written it down. But see that Mitch Hedberg joke, and he's like, sometimes if I'm in the hotel, I'm in I'm in bed at night. I think of a good joke. I have to convince myself that it's not that good because I can't find a pen. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so true. <laughs> Uh, oh, here, here's a here's a wee gift for coming. Are, are we looking at that fun pick? I'm dying desperate. I've got yeah. I kill Tony gives out joke books. I'm like, I've got a wee spare notepad. I'm gonna give him that and a thumb pick. Oh, legend! I've been dying for a thumb pick. So <laughs> we're mean, bringing back the presents. Yeah, 
<laughs> I'm like wrangling. Our first guest, Kieran White, got a packet of bacon rashers and what was it, a juice? He got a Oh, yeah, yeah. So I thought oh, you actually meant he brought a six pack of smoky bacon. Oh, yeah, shit. Oh, well. All right, fucking hell. Skip your gun. That was a norm thing where you gave me a joke to read it. Oh, that would have been good. Uh, yeah, the shit jokes at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Do I cut and I'll just write one? <laughs> um, See, going back to your performing, yeah. have you, do you get heckled much? Is that, do you get much crowd interaction? Aye, um, but my, me and my brother talk about this because we don't... I try not to allow too much. Um, it was good doing my own seat on the fringe. Like, I really got comfortable just chatting to the audience. Right. And... Uh, because before it was quite a daunting thing, just if somebody shouts something at you, you like tens and you seize up, you're yeah. like, it's quite scary. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That, well, it was initially. Yeah. Because um, you think immediately, oh, I need to be funny straight away. But you actually don't. You just have to like kind of let them ramble on until maybe you find something. Yeah, give say. yourself time to. Aye, but your immediate reaction is, I need to fucking come back with a belt today. I've come back here and I look like an idiot. Yeah. Mm. Um, I am. Um, I don't, I don't, crowd interaction's not really, I want to get better at crowd interaction, but it's not really what I, I'm just going out there to make people laugh, do you know what I mean, I'm, some comedians are like only crowd interaction, do you know what I mean, and yeah. they're very yeah. famous comedians are only interaction, uh, crowd interaction, like Paul Smith, the Liverpool Pudding guy, yeah, you Hot Water Comedy Club guy, yeah, he's, I, I mean, I don't know if he does others, I've not been to see him, like, but he's, his crowd interaction's amazing, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? And do you... Uh, All right, teammates. <laughs> I'm really glad you did that because I forgot my question. <laughs> uh, do, do you go see a lot of comedy now that you're doing it? No, I hate watching comedy. Yeah? <laughs> I hate it. It's like I feel anxiety hanging up when I see it. I'm like, oh. Because it's, it's almost like... No, I do enjoy watching comedy. Especially seeing my pals on the circuit. Like, yeah. Doing well, it's class. But I, I try sometimes... It's, it's good to watch, obviously, to get... Just kind of pick on stuff, pick up and stuff that people do, but I don't know. I just try and it's like more like an anxiety thing. I'm like, I kind of watch it, right? Okay, I need to just stick to my own stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a way that I want to get some watch good comedians and like take stuff for that, but then also just don't want any influence mm-hmm. with my yeah. material. Do you, you know want what I mean? to be kind of pure to you? Ah, yeah, because you do it like you see comedians everywhere, and I, I'm not gonna lie that some of my jokes you could say, Oh, that sounds like the way fucking Frankie Boy would set up a joke. Do you know what I mean? Or you're bound to like be influenced by yeah, of like, course. That's stuff it. you watch. That's, influenced, that's cool. That's mm-hmm. like, like the Dave Rossi chat about the Picasso quote or something, right? Yeah, great artists uh, steal. Oh, uh, all all artists steal, but great art. No, yeah, uh, imitators, something like that. Oh my god, put aye, it up aye, here. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> if only we were great artists, we'd be able to steal. Yeah, we can't even remember. <laughs> yeah. It's the same with photos and stuff because, like. Instagram especially you're saturated on all that stuff and you kind of fall down when you first get into photography a rabbit hole of like super saturated HDR like you go up north and you make all the grasses like brown it's like orange and teal and it's all this crap photos and you see everyone still going on that cycle uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the same photo of the Glencoe Cottage is, is featured every day the exact Savos same photos yeah. yeah 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 <laughs> I went orange and teal on some of my colour grades for this I did yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no I know what you mean like actually a Highland cow. yeah yeah I, qu- I quite, yeah, I know what you mean. It's like you try and like distance yourself from it because you don't want to end up being somebody else. Following right. trends. And, my, uh, pal, my Spanish pal with the world, he does a lot of kind of landscape things, so we're slaughtering yeah. him right now. <laughs> <laughs> so do we do. Like, yeah. we've, we've both got everything I just talked about on our pages. Yeah. Probably, you've got, yeah. I mean, you've got to start somewhere. And that, like, 
influences like help build right. like a character of your own work and then eventually hopefully you mm-hmm. you find a, yeah. a lane which you can excel in mm-hmm. uh, talking about excelling uh it's hard to excel without some village coffee in the morning. No, it's village coffee company. I feel going to pull out a spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> we got you a spreadsheet as well. I don't want to joke on it. <laughs> um, uh, portrait twenty village coffee company. Don't go to UK. What's that? Get your money's worth. <laughs> uh, podcast wise, I first reached out to you after seeing you on Darren Connell's podcast, mm-hmm. which is. Brilliant, the straight white whale, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, thought you were, you were a class on that, dead funny, but are, is that something you you do a lot, or have you ever thought of doing your own? No, I hate it. Hate it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like, no, it's, I've not done it in a while, actually. This is the first pod I've done in a while. Um, and we wanted to do our own one, our own one that I kind of just chat and shite. Uh, but I've just can't look at the energy for a man. I'm just going to. Yeah. It's music and stand up, this is all I'm really going to focus on now. How often are you are you gigging like stand up wise? Uh, the new maybe like twice a week. Right. Uh, gigging in England no more. I've got to fucking Scunthorpe next week. Oh yeah. Well, I've looked up. It looks fucking. Fat wild down there. No. <laughs> there's like there's nothing. There's, I think it was like an old kind of industry town. Right. Yeah. That's cool. It's got a comedy club. Aye. Uh, it's like a theatre as well. It's quite a big gig. And I did I gigged in High Wycombe last week and just outside London and it was all that way like a fucking train to London and then a train to High Wycombe for like nine hour total journey and you oh, go and stay and it was only fifteen minutes uh, uh, no twenty minutes sorry and you kind of forget that it's just any other gig so mm. it could be shite <laughs> so it's just because I've travelled ten hours it doesn't matter like yeah and it was alright it was just not a good it was a fucking massive like hall. And it was like set up like wedding tables, like circular tables. So it just wasn't like a comedy. And I was up on the high stage. Sounds like I'm making a lot of excuses for this gig. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was all right. I got some laughs. But then sometimes, see when you came all that way, and there's like there's a cunt in the front row who's just like staring again, staring at the wall. What? Right, <laughs> just yeah, I'm fucking pouring my heart instead. <laughs> I'm yeah. came all the way from fucking Glasgow. This guy just like. Doesn't it's care. like when you hear a Scottish accent, I feel some people switch off. Oh, really? English people. Well, I think that's what it feels like. Because it takes, there's mm. a good bit Larry Dean, do you know Larry Dean? Yeah. Uh, he does, but he's like, he's like, I love when English people hear a Scottish accent, they're like, oh shit, I need to concentrate now. It's <laughs> true, they're like, oh fuck's sake, I need to concentrate. <laughs> yeah, because we're all like Southwest Scotland, born right. and bred, and there's no barrier to like being able to understand, but for some reason, Scottish accent down south. Like I've had it a few times where I was in London visiting um, some people and they were like struggling at times. And I I don't have a thick accent at all. Yeah. So yeah. Frustrating. I had that in uh, I went to some comedy night in New York when I was I was just there for a day. But I was like dead excited. I was like, Oh, you never know who you're gonna get and we did get like Judah Freelander, you know, from uh, Thirty Rock with the big mad hair. No, I don't know. Uh, he has like the big thick glasses off. He's a kind oh, of weird kind of guy. He's 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 really good. And uh, Todd Barry, mm-hmm. um, who I absolutely love. But um, the compare guy was coming out and he was trying to chat to me like three or four times. And I was honestly like trying my hardest. And I was like, "We are here from." He's like, he's like, "I'm just gonna move on, buddy. Yeah, don't get it. Don't get it." <laughs> I, was, okay, I, was, I was like sweating and stuff. Yeah. Like that. I was like, "Fuck! I didn't think it was that bad." Yeah, it's such an effort. <laughs> then like English people, like, how the, like I hate it. Like English people can't understand, but then they understand like Alex Ferguson. Or maybe they don't. <laughs> 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 can't pronounce his R's. <laughs> um, 
But aye, the Kimbra just says it like you've got your like, nun say it when you go down there. Yeah, the Lymington Spa. Yeah, fuck so, yeah. Like, um, <laughs> so, see, see when you're Let's talking go. about it. I was like, if Kevin Bridges was in France, he'd be like, Paris, <laughs> merci. Kev. Kev got in touch with Paul actually. Yeah. And Paul's DMs. Oh, nice, nice. Oh, my fucking DMs. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. He might be no. one of the hundred viewers of this episode and reach out. I think it's safe bet he won't. <laughs> We've got a clip there of the Kevin Bridges impression. That would probably do well. Actually, we could I uh, tag him. <laughs> tag him and Jerry Simmons. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did you not say your pals were uh, geeing you up saying that Jerry Cinema was after you? <laughs> Aye, they were. And, and James Inglis as well. Oh, he's, he's pals with gangsters, isn't it? Better watch. What's he got to do? That's what I said. Like, the ultimatum is I, they need to kill me. <laughs> like, what else are going to do me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did stabbing somebody because he did an impression. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would look pretty bad. I'd make your impression like immortal. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. I would go down in this too. Yeah. <laughs> Only appreciated after he died. Hi. Like all the greats. Uh, speaking of <coughs> greats, that was a terrible segue. I'm not about to speak about greats. Well, actually, about like so when you're writing or creating anything, is there like times of day or moods like you have to be in to do that stuff, or is it just very much you're picking up on like things that are happening and moments? Um, I think it's just moments. I've got fucking with my ADHD, like I find it hard to sit and focus. I mean, I need to have like uh. Like, I need to just be in the mood for it. Like, or if I fucking down loads of caffeine, I tend to concentrate better. But I see, like, saying, right, I'm going to sit down and write half an hour material. It just never yeah. works a lot yeah. for me. It's just it's just wee bits here and there. And then when I actually sit down, but I do really struggle, like, with sitting, like, concentrating. Like, I really am in need of some speed. <laughs> Does ADHD help in terms of, like, let's say you've got a friend show coming up, so you're always thinking I've got this friend Joe coming up and like you say it ruins your life you're always looking for bits Aye. does that does ADHD come into that do you think you have like a I don't know what I'm saying Shut I know I get it <laughs> it's like your best and worst like, you're going to say is, like, is that a benefit to having ADHD for both, this kind of work uh, it's both it's like the the creativity ADHD is great for but the the actual getting shit done right. is, is terrible for so because right. it's like you don't you don't act so you don't act, you don't move until the house is burning. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like I literally like the night before my gig, having to finish writing the end of my show and stuff. Like it's just it's, it's insane how I work. Like yeah, it's just chaos. And how was it with the the French one? Like, did you just direct, translate jokes directly? Or yeah, well, I I, I translated a few. Like I did the ones like the bold ones and the 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 way the French speak kind of. Work. Yeah, because I thought right those ones. They're universal, do you know what I mean? They'll, they'll get that, and they did, they liked it. But uh, other ones I tried to write for the French audience. Um, basically just took my joke and then replaced the EK Shopping Centre with <laughs> <laughs> Eiffel Tower. Um, um, but I, I, so I just kind of tried to write, but I told you just there, like, some of my jokes, like, I even, I just mentioned. No, do you know what it was? I did the chin joke. You know, the chin joke I did, like, because I've got a big pointy chin. Like my brother says I have a face like an upside down iron. Um, <laughs> um, 
<laughs> and I'd say people used to call me Chindiana Jones and stuff. Right, yeah, that was the French thing. And they used to call me Chin Diesel, <laughs> Chinaya Twain, <laughs> Osama Chin Laden. <laughs> and I said that in French, and they all just went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even date into you. <laughs> it was still a bit raw with the terrorist attacks, obviously. But <laughs> yeah. I was like, get over it. <laughs> um, oh, man. It was funny, my pal Davey, he came with me and he speaks no French and this whole show was in French. No English people in the room and he's just sitting there teasing, like, listening to me. like, he's like, I asked the audience to get the context for the joke. I said, "Eh, does anyone, do you know the word for chin in English? Obviously I said this in French, do you know the word for chin in English? And and about five people were like, chin! And my pal Davey's just sitting there, not at all what's happening. Like, cuts around and just starts going, chin! He's just looking at other people like, <laughs> laughing along and talking about terrorism. Yeah. Always comes back to that. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, is French for chin? Uh, Montan. 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 Right, okay. No. Uh, good nothing. The French. <laughs> uh, the French are weirdos. That's cool though. Like, fair play to you going over and doing that. That's, that's insane. I came up with, I did a joke. What was it? No, the French when I got this one. I did a joke to my friends about the other day about I say drink French children when they go down a go down a shoot go Yes Super French cunt. Anyway I don't think I'll laugh more for one of these episodes. No, yet. I'm fucking <laughs> loving this man. Oh, damn. <laughs> How long are we in? Well, we must just be running about an hour now. Have you got any more viewer questions there? Oh, yeah, you? sorry. The last viewer question, uh, I don't know if this is a spelling error. I reached out to him to try and correct it, but he didn't oh, yeah. reply, so I'm just going to read it okay. verbatim. Are you, uh, going to, are you telling me who it is or just asking the question? Yeah, it's okay. uh, Frankie1 underscore. Right. And he said, uh, things or G stings? G-strings, obviously. I'm, I'm thinking it was that, but I don't know. What does thing, what things or G-strings? Does the name mean anything to you? Frankie underscore. I'm sure that guy follows me on Insta. I may have spoken to him. I don't know. I can't remember. Don't want to insult Things or G-strings? Uh, go for G-strings. That's <laughs> <laughs> what that question means. G-strings underscore. <laughs> 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 yeah, I didn't, I didn't know, but he didn't reply to me thank to you, clarify. Thank you for that. Yeah, thank you very much for, for sending it in. Sorry, <laughs> it wasn't the reaction you wanted. <laughs> Will we move on to the photos? Let's do the photos. Cool. Um, Finish so off the press. One thing I was thinking, so we, we took the photos last night in, in uh, Glasgow, just around the Climbing Academy, kind of walked around the block there. Um, it was our first kind of night shit weather shit. But the we've rain... been so lucky up to now. Like, we've shot all through the summer. Yeah. yeah. And we've had, like... Just the way things have worked out, we've had like a four or five week gap, but we had enough like material backed up that we had released every two weeks. Mm-hmm. So we've not done anything for the last five weeks or whatever. So the weather's done shit. <laughs> Whereas before we were like shooting people for their flowers and like oh, I was anyway. Yeah. Uh, in the nice weather. Though. It was good doing the the so this was a- lamp posts and the different light and the car tail lights and stuff made it made it cool. But I, like one thing I was I felt quite guilty. I was thinking on the way home was you were quite natural in terms of like when you went in front of a wall you knew what to do you would do like you would do a few different faces and poses and then you sat down and you were doing like the poses as if like you'd done it a hundred times so I didn't 
we didn't need to say anything to you. Whereas some, t- I didn't know, like, shit, maybe he was thinking there, like, are these guys going to say something, like, for what I do? Cause, some direction. Uh, yeah, but, uh, so, uh, apologies if you were, if you were thinking about it. No, no, not at all. Uh, how, how did you, how did you find the wee photo session? I loved it, aye, it was cool, it was, um, with the weather and stuff and the lighting, it was actually, I thought it turned up really, well, I don't know if it's turned up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. So, uh, uh, a few years we'll start off. Today was good. Uh, sure, yeah. So, the first four... I think, or in order, one for you, one for your gran. So it's a bit of a theme we had. Chris Thorburn, it's one his gran would like. Kate Hammer, one for uh-huh. a gran. So uh, yeah, I hope I hope you've still got a gran. I'm not just one's dead. Okay, well, it's for the other one. One, I appreciate wow. it. So this is one for you. That's beautiful. Uh, so we had the nice kind of the lamp post giving a wee bit of light, and it it was kind of that's cool as fuck. It worked well with your top. That uh, kind of was the uh, opposite. Yeah. They kind of. It's just like shivery, kind of, and especially with a wee bit of water on it, just kind of caught a wee bit of nice light. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, we smart. That's one for your grand. <laughs> Before you looked hard and then you looked cute. It's just, that's the pattern <laughs> that keeps going, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's one for you. <laughs> or your grand, I mean, if you want. One for my girlfriend. <laughs> When I smile, I just look 10 years older. <laughs> well, like, look at the crow's feet behind my eyes at before and after. I went over them with my brush and just brought the clarity right up. Clarity <laughs> contrast, extra. <laughs> Make them pop. And then obviously the peace sign. This was us warming up the first five photos. We hit a couple of walls, yeah. hit it with the classic peace sign, which mm-hmm. I liked. I like the red in the background. It really. Ah, that's cool as fuck. Pops. Oh, yeah. Wow. This is you and the bill or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's another one for your gran if she watches. A girl's dead. <laughs> the other one? Oh, the other one, I should have liked. Crazy eyes. <laughs> this is the... As if you're Lemmy. Yeah, Lemmy slash Tony. Yeah, if there's any gangsters going for you, they might re- rethink it after seeing this. <laughs> Send them a picture of that. But I quite like, Peace. yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was quite fun with all the different lights in the background and stuff and wee reflections and stuff. I did enjoy yeah. this, this shoot mm-hmm. quite a lot. <laughs> and then there was a seat outside. Was it the roller derby thing? Yeah, roller one night? of the rollerblading places. There was a, oh, no, it was outside the CrossFit gym. So we, yeah. nicked, we nicked the seat and uh, plonked it down the middle of the road. It was good, though. I like the reflections on the, the on the road. Like the, the park with the, the cap to the side there as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the side of the Mighty Max. <laughs> well, it looks at the ends. But, uh, <laughs> I'm just leaving it on this the side. Hat. <laughs> all, the, all my photos were taken with an 85mm Prime 1.8 uh, and the Sony A7 IV. Hashtag camera in the Yeah, just in case anyone's wondering. <laughs> and... Uh, this one, there's a cool wee thing going on around your hat with the light, but it's just because there's rain on the lens. <laughs> no fancy stuff. I no expertise. Just ignorance. <laughs> I wiped it on my t-shirt shortly after. That's cool. Another wee sitting down one without the side. Is that the cap. moon? No, that's a light. Yeah, it's a lamppost. It was in a really annoying place. But that's cool. You decided to keep it. it. Yeah. Oh my, <laughs> <laughs> oh my Jesus Christ! <laughs> One for your grand, <laughs> my dead grand. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! 
I love that. <laughs> this is when we'd lure you into a lane and put you behind a fence or something. Some cool light for it though. Um, I like that a lot. Is this the one where it's kind of squint? I can't really. It's hard to tell. Wait, hold on. Because there's one I really liked. Yeah, no, I did, I did really like this one. Just with the different kind of light, like split over your face ah, and stuff. Cool. We were looking for that for a while, but we couldn't find the, the fence to do it. It's kind of like a reminiscent of like a good fella scene or something like that. Wow. And just a wee dreamer, dreamer shot. And that, that's me. Me, you got it, my dad. Look at me, dad. <laughs> or, I've made it. Look at me, dad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 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 that's me, done. Oh, they're awesome. Cool. Cheers, man. <laughs> I've just seen the fiddle expression room. <laughs> I couldn't see it properly. Before. That's you amazing. Did. I do have. I had to choose like just maybe like one or two funny ones with the fence, but I've got about ten I can mm -hmm. send you. Oh ah, yeah. I'll give you. We'll give you the link to that these. one's like life in prison's changed me. <laughs> <laughs> but there's ones you're getting right. <laughs> right into. Ah, yeah, yeah. I've got like they're all good, but uh, I just didn't want to cycle through like thirty photos. Okay. Mine are now out of order, but that's alright. Start with a fairly. That's terrifying as well. There's a little bit. A clown or something. Is <laughs> so that wow. was, um, just with like a, a street light shining down on you? We were like doing that back, that quite dark street. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it just caught you, and like the background was nice and nice and dark. So that wow. kind of red really pushes there this is just when we got out of the car so we still had a wee bit of natural daylight so we've got the spaceman the colors just worked like uh your jacket was very space-esque <laughs> <laughs> so then yeah still kind of getting going and we were just catching the light off one of those uh lamp posts and made a sort of nice sort of reddish color to the background there and we did a sort of empowering you looking down in the world. And down at a dwarf. <laughs> Not been called that before. <laughs> I mean just starting wow. to catch that was the rain was it's starting rain to come on. on. My jacket yeah. was cool as fuck, isn't it? Yeah, and then we were commandeering the our seat. Oh, that was hurt so much. What? The, the cable was digging into my rib there and I couldn't get off of it. <laughs> my way was just trapped. Just suffering in <laughs> silence. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, this was like, uh, I think this was one of my favourites um, that I took tonight, or last night. So. The, uh... Uh, the, the, the clouds obviously make that look as though you've edited it so that like the sky and that is going black and white. And then the rest of followed. There's like Hello. monotone versus yeah. No, there was nothing as fancy as that. I'll be be, be, be <laughs> fairly honest. Thanks, Mother Nature. <laughs> yeah. Never slightly different edit and just pushed the, the the reds on you, but you had quite a big grin on your face at this point for some reason. Just, just afraid it's so funny with my bald head 
through the back of a cap. <laughs> Credit to the wee fringe there. <laughs> Just blowing in the wind. <laughs> this oh, is your cool. like, come to God moment. I think I did push like push the, the whites of your eye a little bit. It really that mm-hmm. just that thing sort of draws you into that image. It's just the whites of your eyes there. Wow, it's quite a serious expression as well. Mm-hmm. Fucking menacing, actually. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I would have crossed the street if I saw you walking towards me looking like that. <laughs> it's like a little bit of like a Liam Gallagher kind of like hands in front kind of like that kind of northern menacing. <laughs> then we walked out to the subway station. I quite like this. I don't know if it works compositionally, if that's a word. But uh, with this the post in front, but I quite liked it. And this is where I went to push it more like to the, the orange and teal. Mm. Just to give the, the blacks a little bit of green. Make it look a little bit cinematic. I'll do that sometimes. You're <laughs> the defender. <laughs> Getting called out in this before we get to the photos. <laughs> We do like we do show each other the photos like the night before whenever we're done with them. So we sh- it might be interesting not to do that going forward though. Yeah. Just to uh, so we get a genuine reaction. Like, reaction. We did that with our roast the other night. Me and Amanda, my friend, were like, let's not tell each other the jokes. Oh, so we right. get a you get a real reaction when I make fun of your alcoholic mother. Aye. No, Dwyer. Dwyer, okay. And this was this was an interesting one because this is where the the lens got wet and there was some rain on it. And oh, it just it made the these kind of big bokeh. It's cool as fuck. Uh, yeah, it's unreal. But also we just managed to catch that lighting behind that uh, that metal upright there, and uh, I quite liked that, so we kept that one in. I think we may have one more. Yeah, this was that that big abandoned hole. Ah, yeah, the reflection. I was just shooting into the, the reflection there. I could have taken myself out of the. It's almost a bit of a self-portrait portrait thing going on there, but uh, I like the colours and just the the way the lights, the, the windows are organised with lights going on through them there, I thought that was quite cool, so I think Liam Gallagher <laughs> Dark my cool. And I think that's me now Yep Cool nice. So Amazing We'll uh, We'll send you those over when we get finished up, mm-hmm. and uh, we've probably got a few more in between us and thrown in as well. I think so. But yeah. we've got a few, few extras to try and kind of whittle it down for the, mm-hmm. the sake of the podcast. By yeah, the way, yeah. and they are yours to use however you want. Amazing. But yeah, thank you very much for for meeting up with us and coming. Yeah. I had a it's great, great laugh, man. Yeah. Oh, it was hilarious. No, it's been great. Thank you for having me. It's been a, oh, been a so pleasure. Much. Good laugh. <laughs> Talk about nine eleven. <laughs> <laughs> It's the, it's the precursor to your own podcast about 9-11. <laughs> I'd love to do a 9-11 podcast. <laughs> Here's the 115th angle of the second plane. <laughs> I've watched compilations of like... The second plane's a great name for the pod. 58 angles. Because <laughs> it used to only be about 12 angles, and then last year there was a new angle of the second plane. Yeah. <laughs> mental. I like it when you like you're on your phone. You get these ads for games. It's just like a, a plane flying into buildings, and all the comments were like, "Oh, that looks like something." <laughs> like, yeah, aye, that's the fucking point. <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> well, this would have been. I think this is. Uh, this would be episode fifteen we're recording right now, right? Yeah, I think something so. like that. It's been a fun run, we've, but I think we've really, really we've effectively we've twin ourselves in this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on 
that note, <laughs> our, our next guests are uh, Sanjeev Colley and Mark Cox from Still Game, which is an absolute fucking honour. Um, so if you want to get your questions in for them, it's a good time to get Patreon. One, one month and cancel it, you get a question into Navid or Tam. So. Don't give them the loopholes. It's a big 50. If we want your direct debit that you forget about and then it racks up for the next few months. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thank you so much, man. Uh, it was absolutely, no, it was it. absolutely hilarious. And thank you. I can't wait to thank see you. your stuff. <laughs> 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 Cheers, man. Cheers, everyone. Yeah.